Open your Bibles with me to Psalm 41. Psalm 41. Let us all rise together and read the precious Word of God as it's found in Psalm 41. In unison, Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. And thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou wilt make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, mine own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up, that I may requite them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and to everlasting. Amen and amen. You may be seated. The first three verses speak to our subject at hand. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. It takes effort to consider something. It means you have to stop your activities that are so clouding your mind and occupying your soul that you have the freedom to think about someone outside yourself. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. You have to take the time to find out about them. You have to take the time to weigh their circumstances You have to take the time to calculate that they're in trouble and they need help. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. It's work. It's effort. It's true godliness. Without it, you're nothing. With it, you're the children of God. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord immediately offers a reward. You know, the righteous, when they read a verse like this, are worried about the first half of the verse. They're not worried about the second half. But the Lord, being as gracious as he is, has a second half. And we're going to see it repeatedly in the first four verses of Matthew 6, because the reward for almsgiving in that passage is stated three times. Because the Lord is gracious. If he sees us, giving of our substance, of our time, of our effort to the poor who cannot repay well. 
He is moved by it, and he rewards the righteous that do it. And so we have the second half of the verse. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Times of trouble will come in all of your lives, but if you want the Lord on your side when those times arrive, the first half of the verse tells you how to have him on your side. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. When you're reduced to poverty, whether it be poverty in health, poverty in family, poverty in business, the Lord will be there because you were there for someone else in poverty. Does that all make sense to you? It makes perfectly good sense. God is great and gracious. He owes us nothing. We should be giving all that we have anyway, whether he has a reward attached or not. Because all that we have, he's given to us. We shouldn't selfishly think of it as our own. Verse 2 goes on to describe the blessings upon the man that considers the poor. The Lord will preserve him. Some count on their doctors to preserve them. Some count on eating bran flakes for breakfast to preserve them. Some count on GNC to preserve them. The Lord will preserve him that considers the poor and keep him alive. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. And thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. Now that's a lot of blessings in verse 2. And those blessings in verse 2 are attached to the first half of verse 1, where it says, Blessed is the man that considereth the poor. Verse 3, The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. The Lord doesn't say there will be no bed of languishing. He says he will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. The Lord doesn't say you'll never have any physical maladies. The Lord says he will strengthen you in your physical malady. If he didn't send you any physical maladies, you would think that you were God himself. You would think that you were invincible. You would not have the humility to humble yourself before him and acknowledge that your life is in his hands. So he sends the beds of languishing, doesn't he? Sometimes with bolts. Sometimes with automobile accidents. Sometimes with bolts. He puts us on our beds of languishing, but he's there to strengthen us. And I look at three brothers this morning that have been strengthened. I think of men languishing bent over in their chairs with their faces held down to keep their eyes parallel to the floor. But he strengthens them in their languishing because they've been generous to the poor and they have considered the poor. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing, not only in body but also in soul and spirit. Thou wilt make all his bed in his sickness. God will be there taking care of you like a nurse if you have considered the poor. He will make all your bed in your sickness. The Lord will take care of you and be at your right hand if you have taken care of the poor. Blessed is the man that considereth the poor. That means you have to slow your life down enough to be able to take the time to think about who is poor and who needs help. Those are the first three verses. The rest of the verses go on to describe David's enemy and David praying against that enemy. And this is quoted in John chapter 13 as applying to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in verse 9 it says, Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. You know, Judas lived for three and a half years off the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a thief. He couldn't have provided for himself because he was a lazy beggar robber. So he followed the Lord Jesus Christ and dipped into the till of the righteous people that followed Jesus Christ. 
and filled the sack with money to give to the poor. The very opposite of the blessed man that's described in the first three verses was Judas Iscariot. He had no concern for the poor. The Bible tells us that one time he opened his mouth and he rebuked a woman who had come and broken an expensive bottle of alabaster ointment at the feet of Jesus Christ. And Judas said, this could have been sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. But the Holy Spirit wants us to know how to think. Judas didn't care for the poor. He was a thief. And he felt bad that that money had been taken out of, could have been put in the treasury where he could have taken his cut. Look at the difference. Now, I thought that the promises in verses 1, 2, and 3 were pretty dramatic and precious. Look what I can read in the 10th verse about this kind of a man. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up, that I may requite them, that I may pay back mine enemies. And the Lord Jesus Christ paid back all his enemies. Within hours of Judas Iscariot betraying our Savior for 30 pieces of silver, where was he? He wasn't hanging. His bowels burst out all over a field. He tried to hang himself. It didn't work as neatly as he thought it would, and he was dashed all over a field right where he belonged. God makes this huge difference in the lives of men, and the difference is, do they consider the poor or not? The money that was with the Lord Jesus Christ was, cons- was to support our poor Savior and his poor disciples who had left their jobs to heal the nation of Israel and to preach the gospel to them, and it was to help the poor that they encountered. But he stole from the poor, though saying he cared about the poor. And what a difference the Lord made in those lives. This is Psalm 41. Blessed is the man that considereth the poor, and terrible is the man that does not. I trust that we'll be provoked by this morning's sermon and this passage of Scripture that we will consider more carefully those that need help and visit them in their affliction. May the Lord bless us to be the blessed man, not so much for the reward, but to be like our Father which is in heaven that has sent this beautiful day and sends fruitful seasons into the hearts of all men, even his enemies and the unthankful, as Luke chapter 6 teaches. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Amen.